And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. <laughs> I forgot the order. <laughs> oh, Max. And we'll your name. It. I mean, oh, you've yeah, nine, nine years, folks. Both nine of you guys have had years. birthdays since our last record. Lots changed. <laughs> yeah. Names. I'm hey, Stanley. We're getting, we're getting old. Uh, let's talk about some movies we've seen. Assuming you two oldies can remember the movies you watched. Motion pictures? The talkies, the movies. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something (laughs) breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, what have you seen? Tell me. Um, I went back and watched just when I was bored one day the first and second Jackass movies, which I don't remember if I watched them last year in anticipation of Jackass Forever. But um, hey, always fun to throw on. And I'm kind of in that. I think I probably mentioned at the time or when I talked about seeing Jackass Forever that the stuff I like in Jackass more now is when they're like fucking with each other and less when they're causing like public mayhem, public mayhem to a degree. Like, I still think like there's one in the new movie where like someone jumps on like an air cushion and it flings like Johnny Knoxville and old person makeup, like up into the rafters. And it's like, no one was hurt. Someone replaced all that stuff. I'm not naive. And I think, and like everyone in the scene is like eventually laughing. Cause I think they realize fairly quick or probably they're just like, that was insane. And he's like, fine. So like that I'm fine with, but like, there's like, the bit where they're Japan and they're just like being assholes and like, you know, crashing into shops with in each in front of each other. And just I'm just like, ah, that would be so fucking annoying. Like, I don't know. So and maybe that's just me. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a uh, clutch my pearls about it. I still find it very all very funny. And uh, and it is, you know, um, good to go back and revisit. It's uh, it's crazy how much some of those guys have aged and some are in better places than they were back then. But um, enjoyable to to go back to um i I heard a um recently steve-o had a bit of a like a like a long twitter thing about bam and that like bam is just like yeah like it seems like bam's on a a pretty self-destructive like part of his life and steve-o's just like i can't help you anymore man like it's a bummer and steve-o was a guy who who could just as easily he mean he was he was pretty bad off at one point too and he got cleaned up and i I feel good for him what's you look in inquisitive max well, just describing uh, Bam's current state as a part of his life, like was there a non-self-destructive part of? I Bam think Marjorie? like what I, what I was what I was trying to get at is that like the other guys have like sort of kind of moved past that. Like it seems like mm-hmm. Steve-O's in a good place and Johnny Knoxville's in a good place, and like you know they did Jackass forever and like still like destroyed their bodies, but like. And Bam just stayed in that. Bam stayed in the like, I'm 20 and, you know, I'm going to like fuck well, up. He was in the movie. There's even a shot, I think, where he's actually still in it. Right. And as a, oh, it's a marching band, they all jump on a big, um, uh, what's it called? Treadmill and all mm-hmm. like crash into each other. And I think he's in that scene, but was basically kicked off the film because he wouldn't maintain his sobriety and was right. kind of going off. And it's sad. I want, I would like for him to get better, but he's 
a real jerk and yeah. it sucks that his friends can't help him. That's it's, that it's was kind of the yeah, that was kind of the vibe I got from it was that like it's not just that he's continuing to do self-destructive behavior, it's that he's like acting out and being like a jerk to the people who are like his friends and trying to like help him and he's just like fuck you, I'm going to you know, I'm fucking bam, I can do whatever I want and just like yeah. it sucks cuz like you know, all these guys who, you know, you're right, like could have all easily perished or you know had like life-altering injuries or something have kind of come out on the other side pretty okay and like seem like pretty okay guys too and just that he's continued to be the same viva la bam guy and now in his like fucking 40s i guess (laughs) yeah yeah it really has not changed at all all that stuff seems to describe like who he was as a person right. as far he also, as I could tell he was such an asshole to his whole family and friends and everyone I, I don't know how anyone could stand being around him it was a weird era in television that and they really had this this pocket of shows and things and um, yeah but I so b- bittersweet in a way I still like those movies a lot and like revisiting them but um, it's weird with all the, the knowledge we have now mm-hmm. so. um, I also watched kind of keeping in the MTV vein I rewatched uh, Beavis and Butthead do America because nice. they had came, came out with, I want to say on Paramount, they had the new movie last year, uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. And it was pretty good. Um, and so I kind of wanted to go back and revisit it. And I liked it a lot still. It's it's, I remember when I saw it when I was younger and it didn't feel like, uh, it didn't feel like it had like jumped the shark or anything. I feel like they must have timed it well where it came out and they were still very popular. Um, although I've heard that you can't really, I don't think you can really like watch it the same way anymore because so much of that show was there were the actual oh, the music episode videos. parts. Yeah. The music yeah. video parts. So I think have been, have been taken off, which I, for me, like I'm not as keen. I don't think I'm, I don't think I remember sometimes the plots of the actual episodes as much as I just liked them sitting around and commenting, especially yeah. since it was weird seeing a show or a video that was potentially on MTV at the same time. I mean, usually it's a little earlier just because of animation, and everything like that, but it was just fun hearing that cam- commentary. Plus I imagine that's an easier thing to produce. They have so many animations. You just put whatever's on the TV and then just like the voice actors just add that stuff. They're right. not running around the room. Usually you would see the same shot of views and butthead, like dancing just close up and yeah. yeah, yes, exactly. They would at one point, if there's a rock song, they're talking about it and then they both get up and do that kind of thing. So, um, so that's kind of a bummer, but, uh, but no, I think the, the movie still holds up. It's obviously, it's got some references to the exact kind of, you know, it was a, the Clinton administration and whatnot, but, um, <laughs> I still thought it was pretty funny. And the fact that the whole time, I think this is like in the new one too, where they, they assume what they're going to do is have sex with a woman. The guy's paying them to do that. And they don't know that they're supposed to be like assassins and just them confusing everyone as they try and get there. It was good. I liked it. Um, For what what do you, now that you've seen both of them fairly recently, uh, how do they, how do they stack up the the two of them? um, I feel like the, the new one can't help but be more self-referential. So there is, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but like, I think I men- mentioned maybe when I re- talked about it, that there's a reason that they like jump ahead to present day in the, do the universe movie. It just gets more like sci-fi ish and kind of crazy. And, and I don't think it needs to be that like the, the original one is crazy. Like they get into the white house and all this other stuff, you know, happens. They're obsessively like they, people think they're terrorists during the movie, but that feels grounded compared to the new one. And again, it's, 
this sounds like the traje trajectory. I'm always really bad at that word, but it sounds like how Saints Row went essentially. Mm. <laughs> so eventually, and they have now gone back to, but that's that's yeah. the difference. Though is I think they've gone back to like it's more ground level now, and I don't think people are digging it. No, so. uh, but hey, that's for another video game podcast. <laughs> um, then I saw what else did I see? Uh, I rewatched Happy Gilmore. Uh, don't have a ton to say that hasn't already been said. That's a very funny movie. And um, I love it. And just a classic. I don't know if it's... It's hard to pick like a Sandler in that era that... I think there's like too many that I would someone would point out and I'd be like, oh, actually, maybe it's that one. But Happy Gilmore is very good. Um, hmm? It's Waterboy. That's the one you're looking for. Waterboy is the one? Yeah. yeah. I did love that one a lot as a kid. I feel like I probably... I haven't watched rewatched that one nearly as much as the other ones. Um, and then... The other one I'll mention is uh, Black Panther. I rewatched prior to uh, Wakanda Forever again, and um, it's great. Still very high up in my Marvel rankings. I don't remember the last time I checked my my list I had going, but I think the fact too that um, it is so much just about Wakanda. It like almost never cuts away i mean they 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 leave the that's not true they leave the country for like a mission and stuff like that but it's so much about establishing that like nation in that universe and i think all the characters really work well together and uh a cool villain that you're like totally get their point uh and they may have been right in some ways um so i don't know i just think it's it's uh it's from a golden era of golden era now of of marvel where i don't know it was just incredibly, an incredibly great movie that came out where everyone was hyped up. And it just, I don't know, it's, uh, there's so much more uh, about it that just goes beyond it just being like another Marvel superhero one. Like, I feel like societally people really enjoyed it. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, and it's hard also to just not um, acknowledge that like, I don't know that just the the sacrifice that was put in by the actor is just like kind of crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, you didn't have to do that. So it's just kind of, I can't help but be affected by that a little bit. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's basically what I've seen for Max. Uh, I was inspired by Robert and watched mm -hmm. a rise of the teenage mutant Ninja turtles. <laughs> that he Hell yeah. On the last episode. And yeah, I dug it. I, I thought that it was, really cool i mean the the action scenes are what sold me uh robert sent me a few clips and i thought hey that's pretty cool but i think they did a good job with it um uh yeah it's it's not perfect i i think like um i don't know if... wait what the fuck no, I'm just <laughs> uh it was weird the personality of leo i know that they were trying to give him an arc uh but he's like very much not not the leader not the leader that i would expect from no it. yeah that's and a good that's, point yeah. and i wonder how much that carries over from the actual show if like he just hasn't become like the leader of them yet and it yeah. has always been a thing right that like him and raf kind of butt heads about who is actually leading their team other than splinter obviously is their mentor but like when they're out mm -hmm. it feels like ralph ralph always ralph <laughs> always have the, a chip on his shoulder um I also like that their designs are different enough. Like I like that Raph, I love, I love versions of the Teen Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles where Raph is bigger. 
I just think that's like a fun way to make him more of like the bruiser and just to make him stand out. Um, and, uh, you know, like one of them has like a tooth, kind of a funky tooth and like the, and like different little colored spots on like Mikey. And I think, um, Leo even has like some, I don't know if that's, that's meant to be like coloration or like stuff they put on, but I think it's coloration there. I think each turtle that they, they've given a, like a species of turtle, separate species. I like that. that it, so and like, it's not like Ra- super, Raphael, it's not like a snapper turtle, like uh that, yeah, that's who token razor. Oh, is that Raph? Raph is a snapper okay. turtle. All I right. think Leo is a painted uh, turtle or something like that. That's mm. why he's got the different colors. Donnie like is a, a soft shell turtle. That's why when he loses his backpack. Oh, uh, okay. Michael I didn't Angelo make the connection. Like, yeah. You get, you got to protect your shell. Donnie. And he has like the thing that actually like backpacks over it. Okay. That's really cool. I like that. And then like Michelangelo is a box turtle or something. I'm not sure exactly, mm. but yeah, each one Pizza of them is giving their own thing. <laughs> My gosh. Um, okay. So in the, in the, in the movie they're doing this competition where they balance pizza boxes on their, on their head as they're walking across a bridge and they have like a hundred pizza boxes stacked (laughs) on top. Do you know how much that would fucking cost these guys? Well, I don't remember. Did they buy it for that or did they already have them around? Cause there's probably a lot of empties in that sewer. They had, they had pizza in them because like they, when they fell down, Oh, pizza fell out. The pizza from, yeah, from them. So it could have just been one, but I, I mean, think so. I, I think don't know if you're like, all full. I think these guys are like influencers. I really think they have like, a, <laughs> even though they're they supposed like to be Logan ninjas Paul who stay in the shadows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's also well, could be from you... crafty. They could have taken them from craft. Oh, you know, you're right. Who knows? Crafty from the animated movie and like took mm-hmm. it into the movie. Animated mm-hmm. actors um, need to work. need to eat too. Hey, Hey, unionize. Um, I, uh, in that first, in the first TMNT movie, when like the pizza guy shows up and it's like the address is like the grates into the the ground. He's like, just pass the pizza down here, dude. It's like no pizza place would go back ever. Like they would just be too scared and weirded out. So the fact that they got a hundred is impressive. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, got to be the same turtles. I don't know. It, it was cool though, and they give everyone like. Special, I'm glad you gave it a shot. It's, and, and that stuff. action is like. Yeah is very fast and intense and i was like this i would have been going crazy as a kid and i'm going a little crazy now so. yeah yeah it's neat it does i think i was uh mentioning to you beforehand that it still like sets off like a discomfort the the difference from the original turtles and everything that kind of changed i'm like you know why why did they do that why is that new but it like it leads to a lot of cool stuff and i do think that uh it's a a, a fun thing of its own but um, I like the term nostalgia gating of basically like anything that isn't what I remember. It makes me feel like a little bit odd. And I'm like, I, I can't sure. do it. I can't do it. But well, th- this is cool enough that like it gets beyond that, even though it is setting it off. Yeah. It's still like, okay, it's worth it. It's worth it for them to do this and do their own thing. It's like how uh, Krang's body in this one, instead of being like, Andrew, you know, Krang's body is like a big mm-hmm. kind of like the head looking the dude. Head this one, it's like it looks like a xenomorphy, like metallic demon, and it's and it doesn't like talk or do anything. It's really like just about like when he gets in it, then he can control it, but it doesn't have a personality like the other one. And the other one's like so funny and good looking, just because it's such a weird a weird body to have. But mm-hmm. this one's like so freaky looking. And then even at one point, like they're all attacking, and he just goes flick and and like sh- you know blows them away. And I was like, how powerful are you? <laughs> if that's all you had to actually get off. Um, but very good stuff. I, I love it. It's it's weird, like the design of of Krang or all the Krang 
folks. There's like multiples of them. And I liked it. And I was wondering if the little and... one that did the portal was meant to be like the Krang from the old one. Cause he's the one who just looked the most was, like a little brain. Yeah. The other ones were like kind of columny. Yeah. With the tentacles and like we're good at fighting like the whole thing with krang seemed to be like he couldn't defend himself these ones are like spinning around and blocking them and super fast reflexes so yeah everything's like amped up but again like you said i think not in a, in a bad way yeah yeah i agree i think it, it works out if you're willing to like cut back and say hey this isn't the same turtles you're used to um it's it's good I mean, there were there were different versions of the turtles. Anyways, you had the comics, oh, yeah. you had the mm -hmm. uh, animated show, and you had the movies and stuff. So, uh, you should already be used to a bunch of different types of turtles. But I think this one's worth a watch. Rise of the TMNT. Um, I don't know if I'll get around to watching the the actual show. Maybe maybe I'll start with like the first episode and see kind of how they got their powers. What that what's what that's all about. Why sure. they're different types of turtles like if they show the origin of them getting hit by the ooze and if they're just a bunch of different types of turtles at the pet store and then kind of become brothers or if they like i don't know whatever uh we'll see um well for somebody who's not that interested in it, you're really creating your own headcanon pretty <laughs> <laughs> not that interested i mean just like what if they what if they do these yeah, I mean, hundreds i just want to see if my fanfics check out you know like, oh yeah yeah, not, yeah yeah i'm just not sure if I'm I'm coming up with my own thing, but wanted to see what they did with theirs. Uh, the other thing that I watched was Jung underscore E. I don't know exactly how to pronounce this. It kind of looks like jungle without the line of the L. Um, but this is a sci-fi movie by the the guy who did Train to Busan, mm. um, where a soldier is um, like her her brain is taken and turned into like a series of androids that they're trying to train through AI to, to fight, to like survive the fight that she didn't survive originally. And her daughter is like working on the project. And mm -hmm. then they c come out with, you know, all the, the AI questions and stuff. It's, it's all right. It's, I don't, I think I like trained to be on, better but um but it's it's a good watch if you're interested in some like they have some pretty quick fast action scenes it's kind of dark and like uh like i don't know how you say monotone for a color i guess it's still monotone isn't it um but uh but yeah i think there's some some good stuff to it especially near the end it kind of um the way they introduce the different characters are are pretty pretty cool but like some of the, the set pieces are kind of stale they use a lot of trains and then they use this like danger room training thing leave uh, those to busan <laughs> yeah so they're like the yeah i guess he just wanted he to was like he was like fuck there. i have all these trains sitting around from that other movie i made <laughs> what, do I, what should i do these ones are like sci-fi trains so they're suspended from the top but there's like fight scenes in there. Not all the fight seems so in fact, like sense. then if it crashes, it just falls. It's like, why not have a tr something underneath it? <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi dude. Sci-fi. I noticed that about what it, when they showed a shot of Wakanda in the, in the movie, we'll talk about as well. Like the maglev goes over a river and there's like one pylon in the middle of the river. And I was like, if this fails, it just like falls all apart. It just feels unnecessary to not have something, but yeah, some kind of backup. Uh, another movie I watched was called All That Breathes, and it's a documentary about um, this family, this group that's taking care of um, 
kites, which are like the uh, birds of prey. Um, uh-huh. And they're like uh, kind of known as like known for just like take, taking care of them. People bring them if they're injured or they have like one person that goes around and collects birds that have fallen from the sky and brings them in, patch them back up and then uh, let them recuperate, fly away and stuff. It's kind of interesting. It's and it deals with some stuff about like um, immigration or like they're living the the family's kind of living in India and um, but I don't think they like have the full citizenship or something or they're worried about it being revoked or something like that because there are a bunch of refugees coming in from other countries and stuff and they're worried that they're getting lumped into that if they can't prove it. I don't know. So interesting stuff going on in the background. Um, and one guy who kind of wants to, uh, change his life up a little bit and, uh, doesn't think that taking care of birds for the rest of his life is exactly what he wants to do. What's the name of this movie? All That Breathes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. And then I, uh, watched a couple of Disney animated movies inspired by Strange Worlds. Um, Strange World? Strange Worlds? Strange Hey, it's one of your favorite movies. You Strange's tell me. World. <laughs> Strange's World. Uh, so I watched Treasure Planet. Ooh. Uh, and that's a, a sci-fi movie that is also like a swashbuckling adventure. It's a, it's a Treasure Island adaptation. Yeah. So like they're flying uh, actual pirate ships through space rather it's than Solar through... sails, right? Yeah, exactly. I love that. That's Yeah. It's kind of silly, but the... Is it also uh, like they have like a, an atmosphere around their ship or is it just that space is just kind of like there is air? I don't remember. Um, I I think they have... It's hard to say. I, I, like, I, I feel like point, if I remember, like no one has a helmet on. I think it's just like when you're in space, yeah. it's like you're in the wind. It's like you're just flying through nothing. So. But they, they... Yeah, I think, I think it is kind of like that. When they get up out of the atmosphere, they start floating off of the deck and then... So there is like, like gravity. Gravity. They, yeah, they turn on gravity from the um, ship. But that's so it. I like, imagine if, if there wasn't air. <laughs> they might also be generating air from their ship, but they. I don't, don't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was like maybe there's a like thing where it's like if we're as long as we're on the deck, there's oxygen. But I, I feel like it's just not. They're just like nah. Yeah, it's I like, think it's more like a nah. And like how in Marvel, space is just like up. kind of cold. Yeah, <laughs> like you can be out there for a little bit. Yeah, and like. I think they do the same thing in Star Wars where like every once in a while you might have to put a uh, mask on or something to get like you can put a mask on, on but like your exposure to your skin to like the vacuum of space is fine. Totally like fine. Han Solo has put on a mask and like jumped yeah. between ships in some comic I think so. But it's also pretty interesting because the majority of characters besides for like uh, the main character and his mother I think everyone else is an alien. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Well the captain is a human he's just got augment or is he? Maybe he's not actually. She? Oh, not that. Or who am I thinking of? The oh, is that not the captain? I'm thinking of the guy with the metallic arm. Oh no, he's the the cook, and oh, uh, he's the. I guess he was the captain of the other. That's ship, why I was thinking ship. that. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think his thing is all. I don't remember if it, how they animated it. If it's like if it's like animated, then they put CG over it. But it does like like his arm is a different. I, yeah, process. I think it's it's all CG. They do a pretty good job of mixing uh, the 2D and 3D. It's uh, underrated. Subject. It's a shame that that movie kind of got shafted. I think there's a whole thing about how they it got kind of jerked around and and released shittily, and it's it was someone's passion project for a long time. And I don't know. It's 
Yeah. It's not the best Disney movie, but I think it had some good stuff going for it. Hang on, I have movie breaking movie news. This is uh. legitimately I just saw this. I Am Legend 2 is coming out. There is in <laughs> is in production. And they are starring starring Michael B. Jordan and Chris Rock. Will Smith. <laughs> they are Will's going out. to they are going to go forward as if the alternate ending of the movie, which you can see on the DVD, is the canon ending to the movie. Wait, really? Yes. Oh boy. So do we just... so do we get it re-released in 3D with the correct ending now or hopefully in 3D, yeah. I think they should just um, have a baby blue Will Smith. Little like uh, a, a son of the genie, essentially. Like yeah. a Gemini man or something. I think that's wild. That is a fucking weird decision, but I all right. Cool. Um when Jamie saw that in the theater, she said that someone exclaimed loudly, the dog's a girl. <laughs> like <laughs> when Will Smith says like the name of the dog or whatever, it's like, that's your, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's uh, uh, explained in the DVD. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. Go back, back to your movies. Sorry, Max. I just, that, that decision is, I'm going to, I don't even like I Am Legend all that much, but I'm going to think about that decision for a while. Okay. I was also confusing it with uh, iRobot. <laughs> that's, that's not the one. <laughs> you I idiot. Am Legend Robot. Uh, Treasure Planet. It's a good one. I agree also. It's um, underrated. I, I didn't see it until just now. <laughs> I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it at the Bay Theater. Right oh, there. nice. Yeah, it, I totally missed it. I knew that it existed, but like, and maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because it doesn't hit all of the Disney notes either. It doesn't do musical stuff. It doesn't. I think uh, it, it suffers a little bit to me from being an adaptation of something that they've been multiple versions of. Like, I didn't really love uh, Treasure Island when I was younger, but um, I know a lot of people do. And I just feel like maybe I guess it did enough different things. It's, you know, freaking robots and aliens and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. but. Interesting designs of all the aliens, and uh, I thought they did a good job with the animation and all that. That was pretty cool. I like seeing weird uh, sci-fi that's somehow like uh, that limits itself to not being believable sci-fi. I guess like it just does a lot of weird things because it wants to set itself in a certain other era, like the fact that it's it's got all the. Um, trying to tie things to compasses and like uh pirate ships and the sails goo goo dolls that. song <laughs> oh yeah there's a lot of some angsty music in there even though they're not hey, singing along I, I won't hear anything bad about it move on <laughs> uh, i also watched atlantis the lost empire oh yeah and uh th- that one was also i don't know if i liked it as much as treasure planet but it was also pretty good another one of those uh ones that that disney put out but mm-hmm. didn't do so well um, I know Mike Mignola, the uh, artist and writer of Hellboy, um, worked on like. I was gonna say he did like advise or do like. Yeah, I think he did. He did it doesn't some, feel like, like they did his style, but it does feel like it was informed by it. Maybe there were three or four points where I was like, "Oh, that's that's Mike Mignola." Like um, they have these uh, big giant golem type mm-hmm. creatures. They also have like yes. a, ve- a vehicle, like a. a motorcycle thing that they ride on and especially the first one that they get on i'm like okay i can see how he drew it and then like when they first find uh atlantis 
there's a statue there with like these frog eyes. And I was just like, yeah, that's exactly something that he would draw. I think he Oh, did, and there's also the part where con- that monkey has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and one giant arm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he, I think he just did like concept art. And, and that's what like, I, the, yeah. The style doesn't really match his style at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Can you imagine like it was, if it was like a fully styled Mike Mignola uh, Disney I, movie? I just don't know how they can pull that off. His style is like, it works for what it is. I don't know how well it works off of off of the page, but like yeah, maybe it maybe. could. I would like to see it. I would definitely watch. There's like a game or something coming out where they really have gotten the style down, like the the deep shadows and and stuff. So I'm I would be curious. Yeah. Yeah, but like I, I'm, I am curious, but I also wonder if the tone matches because like Hellboy is a fairly well paced but slow. Um, Thing most of the time there are the action scenes too but you're talking about the movies people... right <laughs> well i don't know were they ever described as well-paced who knows yeah, i don't <laughs> think they were ever described as well anything <laughs> wow. well maybe next time is what they were i think i would say well the first two are better than that david harbour one but yeah uh yeah um i wonder if I just wonder if it's possible. That's one of those ones where like you can go ahead and try it, but are you going to get a good one? Why not just animate it? And would animation even do it? Why not just read the comic? The comics are great. <laughs> just read those. I don't know if it needs a video game. In fact, don't read the comic. Just read like the Wikipedia <laughs> about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have someone talk talk to you about it, but sort of general. Yeah, watch a watch a YouTube compilation of like twenty five minutes of Hellboy in under half hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, then the last movie I watched uh, last night is called It's a Wonderful Afterlife. And it's by the director of Bend It Like Beckham. Okay. It's, uh, well, that makes sense because it's a pretty cheeky title. So you'd have to get somebody English to make it. <laughs> um, it's about a... I don't want to... Let's see. I'll, I'll tell what they tell in the, uh, in the intro. There's a mother who's Are you reading to set... this off your wall? What's the <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking up to my ceiling. I just you wrote down the mantra of the movie on your wall. <laughs> oh my god. Every square inch of his wall is covered in episode or movie synopsises. I guess I should just I should talk about more than like so, something that would spoil it because otherwise it's not really worth like mentioning it, I suppose. But anyway, there's a, a mother trying to set up her daughter uh with with anyone like trying to get her daughter married, essentially trying to uh, arrange a marriage or, or get her daughter to meet someone and, and fall in love. Um, and it, it turns out, Oh, and then there's also this like string of, of murders uh, related to food. So there's like one person who uh, is like very early in the movie, someone is fed, curry at knife point uh and it's like so spicy that he's sent to the hospital and his stomach just explodes on everyone that's in there ruptures um someone else is stabbed in the neck with a like kebab and so um all of these people appear as ghosts later in the movie or Mm. throughout throughout most of the movie i don't mean they appear at some point they they are main characters of the movie mm-hmm. as ghosts that only the mother sees because she's the one who killed them because they um, 
they were rude to her daughter. I see. <laughs> spurned, spurned her. <laughs> Got it. Exactly. And, uh, but it's, it's the weirdest fucking tone of movie. It's like goofy and it's trying to like shame these people for, they basically judged her because she's not traditionally attractive. But the one of the, the guy whose stomach explodes spends the whole movie like making fun of how fat she is every chance he gets. And they 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 mention that he's an asshole pretty often, but they play those points as jokes themselves. The joke isn't that he said it, the joke is what he said. And so it's like really feels tonally off. Hmm. Um and they never really rectify that. Like, I think at the end, he's like, uh, you know, man, I shouldn't have been such a jerk when I was alive. And that was like it. That's a character arc by the end of it. <laughs> but like by the end of it, they are all trying to like get her married because they can't go to the afterlife. They're stuck in this plane because they tormented her or no, just oh, not because even... she is not dead yet. So she, oh. they're trying to convince her to kill so herself. It's American werewolf in London rules. <laughs> wow. I don't, it, it's weird because they discuss the rules a little bit. Uh, but then their Jewish neighbor who says like, no, like when Jews die, they, that's it. That's the end of it. Right. There's no afterlife. There's nothing. But she also ends up as a ghost along with her dog. And when they're ghosts, they're basically covered in just light blue from head to toe. They have sure. like they're force ghosts around their eyes. Classic, but no, they're just painted. They are really just like covered in a coat of paint. It looks so fake. They some skin starts falling off as you go through the movie. Ew, um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It looks so cheap. Do they look so like see through? Do they float? No, like... no, no. They're just just literally. They put a, a, a like layer of paint on them and said, "You're a ghost now." absolutely yes that's exactly what it is and then they just like make make sure to show some scenes where other people are not seeing them and then you know the people who do see them uh you know see them in the same place so you see oh they're seeing something different even though they're looking at the same place that's the only way that they show that these guys are ghosts besides the coat of paint that's on them uh but it's kind of funny it has the uh, mother from paddington in it as like uh, she's trying, she went on a retreat to India, met a guy there, uh, is really into numerology and can like sense the spirits now, and then she like full on gets superpowers at a certain point, and uh, I don't know, it's it's parts of it are funny and ridi- absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, weird movie. Uh, it's listed, I think it's, let's see, we watched it on Prime Video. It was listed as being made in 2021. That is not the case at all. And it's apparent it was made in uh, 2010. And huh. it's an odd one. It's a really odd one. Hmm. Weird. I don't, I don't know if I recommend Maybe they it. I'd... spent the last 11 years hoping they were going to be able to make like visual effects for the ghosts. And they were just like, just put it out. <laughs> just, yeah, just release it. There's no way we can go back and make these guys transparent <laughs> covering everything that's behind them. No way. I don't know. It's, it's strange. How about you, Andrew? You watch anything good? Uh, I watched freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. And God, they're so funny as each other. Like it's, it, you know, there's a, there's some stuff in that movie that is not aged well, including the trope of the like mystical Asians that they visit throughout the movie. Oh boy. Um, and having a, 
Keiko O'Brien, that actor from Star Trek. I don't remember what the real actress's name is, but she's Keiko O'Brien to me. Um, having to put on like a thick Chinese accent for the movie is like pretty, you know, it's a little dicey and having the, the trope of the mystical ethnic person as like a thing is, is kind of weird, but like, why did I think is that, is that to reverse the curse? Like what, what makes them, they get the the curse from the, the older woman at the Chinese restaurant gives them the curse through the fortune. Oh, and then I thought it was just like a. Uh, they tossed a coin in a fountain or they touched the same. No, they're fighting in the restaurant. And so the, the older woman at the restaurant thinks like, well, better do what I do to every customer that annoys me. Yes. Swap (laughs) Swap their lives. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was, I mean, other, if you can get past that, which is not an easy thing to get past and maybe something that you shouldn't have to get past. I can't, but but um, continue. Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan are both so funny in it as each other. Their performances as each other is so funny. They're so good. Um, yeah, it's fun. I Looking love everywhere all at once is like Jamie Lee Curtis's attempt to make up for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do love when people can nail like being each other, like kind of like uh, uh, Nicolas Cage and John Travolta and face off. It's like part of the fun of that is, them being each other and it's so weird to see like well is, is nick Travol- cage doing a john travolta and then john travolta just still being john travolta <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure yeah, <laughs> yeah sure um and then i watched uh last night we watched the fast and the furious tokyo drift which i had not seen before Ooh, and think? um watching it for the first time now it's really funny that they decided that that movie was going to take place in the future like immediately afterwards, like I, I sort of, because I haven't seen Tokyo drift before. How? Uh, I just, I, I have not seen, I still haven't seen too fast, too furious either. How have I seen more what fast and furious movies than you? I don't know. That does not seem right. Um, but the idea that Han shows up in the next movie and like, no, like, Oh, I survived the explosion or something. They just decided that either the third movie I don't know what this decision was. Either the third movie wasn't going to be canon or that the third movie at that point, they were like, this will just take place in the future and we'll get to it later. I, I think the thing was almost like, we'll set it in the future. So that way it can't contradict the other movies, which seems like too much foresight for like any sort of studio or anything. People just right. like they, people mess up timelines all the time. And it's it's but not am like I wrong that diesel oh, shows up at the end. No. Yeah. Vin Diesel shows up at the end. And he so says to huh. me, that's like, that's like, don't worry, this could be canon. Like I, it's just yeah, he comes up and it's the I believe it's the first time he really hits the emphasis on family, because you know they're like, they say, hey, this guy's here. He knew Han, and they're like, oh, you know, we don't need to talk to him. He goes, he said Han was family, and then that's when they kind of turn. They're like, okay, let's meet him, and it's Dom. Wait, and they're so like, th- how gravelly the- did he say family? You think this is the first time he hits the emphasis of family, and yet you haven't seen the second movie. The He's not in the second yeah. movie. Is he not? No, it's a How Paul. You know? It's Paul you Walker and it. Tyrese. Yeah, but there might be some family talk in there. I forget how long the... since you'd seen the first one because he definitely yeah. talks about family in that. That's what I was gonna say. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. To be honest, yeah, he wow. talks about family. Uh... It's all about family from the very beginning. All right, all right, all right. Fair, fair, fair. But it's just like I think it's a, it's a wild swing again. We just talked about with I Am Legend. It's a wild swing for them to be like, this is gonna do so well we're going to revisit what happens here in a future movie at some other point. It's not like this is like a runaway franchise at this point. Like it was doing okay. And I think it, 
Go I, ahead. I think it was an even wilder swing to bring back the main character from Tokyo Drift as a rocket scientist in, in the later yes. movies. Yes. That's, that's the wild. I'm a rocket movie. enthusiast. I don't know if he was a scientist. Uh, I mean, they do attach rockets to a car and then send that car into space. So, so I. So is, e, so is Elon a scientist? He doesn't physically attach the rockets to anything. He is a. I would not be shocked if he was. He's get, probably yeah, tried. Photo op doing look, that. Shit. I don't believe that he hasn't tried. I don't. Wouldn't doubt that. <laughs> but it, whether or not the other engineers I, you know and I'm scientists to, have been I like, feel like I've been backed into a corner. I'm not trying to disparage rocket scientists. I apologize. <laughs> I um, I fucked up. So, anyways, I did. I was like. Because Jill watched it with me, and I was like, "Isn't it so weird that they brought those guys back to be rocket scientists in the ninth one?" She's like, "I forgot. I just totally forgot that that <laughs> happened. This franchise is so stupid." And she's like, "Yeah, but it's the best." So, also, did you guys see yeah. the trailer for Fast Ten? Oh, I, th- I saw. You oh. know what? I didn't watch the first one because I someone had said there was a lot of um, a lot of like uh, spoil. Like it just showed a lot, and I didn't want to necessarily watch the whole thing. But I feel like I've seen clips now, and I know like Momoa's in it. And Momoa's in it. About it. John Cena gives someone an attitude adjustment through a house. <laughs> <laughs> I. Is it... Oh, what's up, Max? Go for it. You can keep. Going. I was gonna say I was watching the trailer by myself in the other room, and Jill was like on a video call, and she just heard me cackling very loudly when John Cena picks up a guy She's on like, his shoulders, the fuck up! flips him over and he just goes kung, kung, like through the floors of a house. I was just like, this is exactly why these movies. So what are we, cause we, we have joked for a long time and I like to think that we're the first podcast, first group to posit that they would go to space at some point. Yeah. Uh, is this one going to have time travel? No. Are they not going to do anything like, audacious as far as like leaving the atmosphere like what do you think they're gonna do i think this is i think they're going back to i think this movie is going back to reality like not back to reality i mean john cena throws a guy through a house um there goes goes gravity gravity. um i think this is going to be they're not going to do they're not going to try and top themselves in terms of going to space like i don't think that Mm. the next there's like a step above that i think they're going to try and have a more street level movie again they're like they're i doubt we'll see a car grappling hook <laughs> across two islands I mean, like, or something some sort of like I see, i've seen a clip of like a bomb going off it looks like it like nukes a whole city so i'm just, I'm just trying right. to like figure out where all that lands yeah but, um we'll I'm, see. so i'm gonna credit this joke the someone i work with i didn't come up with a joke someone i work with came up with but i think it's great is this movie not called fast 10 your seat belts <laughs> Not no, yet. It's, it's not bad yet. that it's not. Um, That's a shame. I also would like to call right now, Charlize Theron joins the team by the end of part one. You think one. so? Yeah, I do. I think because it's going to be like a reluctant... The, the, I mean, that is the tradition that like the enemies eventually all become like part of their family. Yeah. It has to be, if this is part one of two of the final film, Momoa has to be the bad guy, right? He can't... Yeah. Like, can't also become their good guy. I think it's going to be Charlize Theron that jo- kind of at least That's at crazy, first because she has remained villainy the whole most of the time. I know, like, I know, but I think she's going to. I think it's going to be like a reluctant huh. partnership to start, and then by the end of part two, we're going to see her cracking a Corona with the boys. <laughs> I don't believe back in it. time. All right, that's we're, a good shot to call. I'm not. That's that'll be crazy. I'm. Pointing the bat at the screen, I'm calling it. Charlize is going to be cracking a Corona with Dom by the end of the movie. I wow. think Vin Diesel is going to drive a car in this one. That's that's wow. my prediction. Nobody, Max? I mean, yeah. Come on. 
Hold me to it. <laughs> Come I on. think it's going to happen. I, I know I, I made a brave prediction, but that's... Mm-hmm. You're putting your rep on the line for that? That's right. That's right. I'm putting you know, my, I think, I I think, my foot honestly, to the pedal. Honestly, if you're wrong, you're off the pod. <laughs> <laughs> you're not in the family. I, I agree to it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Robert... Does not get behind the wheel. Robert, what's your bold prediction for 10? Oh, God. Are we doing it as a bit or a real thing? Uh, <laughs> nope, I mean, I do think, I do think that, happen. like... It's it's going to be a big part one thing that like we lose a major character, maybe two, before the end of the first film. And then by um, by part two, I think it'd be fucked up if it was Han again. again, since he's died a couple times. Yes. <laughs> um, and Letty, get Letty in there too. Um, oh yeah, Letty's yeah. also died. <laughs> That's right. I'm trying to think of like yeah, like I'm trying to think of like the parents. You know what? Maybe maybe uh, Ludacris dies. Is That'd be tough. Parent? That'd be tough. I I know, but I feel like he. I don't know. I maybe yeah, maybe trying to save someone. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, I think Luda. I think Luda. If if not in the first one, by the second one. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess, I'm guessing they're gonna have a big character death. Yeah, they could also um off uh, the what's her name from the seventh movie? She was in Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, Nostradamus. Or Nostradamus. Yeah, Nostradamus. Easy, you mean? What's that? Ramsey. Ramsey. Ramsey, yeah. like the woman. Yeah. Yeah. The hacker. Uh, <laughs> See, how ludicrous went from like uh, from being like a mechanic to like a hacker, and then there's someone that's like a better hacker. A better hacker. Like, oh, I better try and keep up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it looks like the whole gang's back for this one. They they even put Paul Walker in the trailer. I don't think he's gonna be in the movie. I don't think they're gonna try and CGI him into the movie. But, um. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's some other characters they introduced that they also could potentially off that i don't want to speculate on yet but is scott sure. eastwood in it i didn't see him in the trailer but doesn't mean the, he can't the trailer come back. opens with a bullet just going right through his head in slow motion <laughs> so we know he's down wow um all right that'll do it for movies let's talk about some tv shows we see tv shows we've seen we've seen robert what are you seeing um Outside of the uh, the Last of Us, which we talk about, um, just been watching a bunch of. Did I mention last time? I didn't think so when I looked at the show notes. But um, Kunk on Britain or Kunk on America? You have not. So this is a character named Philomena Kunk, who is a uh, British uh, uh, reporter person, a personality. Which one did you? Which one did you watch? I watched both. Okay. Both. And uh, I also watched, I, I, if you're for the notes, these are available online, but I also watched Kunk on Shakespeare and um, Kunk on Christmas. Um, but this is actress Diane Morgan, super funny. And this character is kind of like if you guys have seen, I forget if you guys have seen Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like if Garth Marenghi was like, narrating a nature documentary it's it's like the way i described it it's it's a half hour long daily show correspondence piece uh, yeah that's not uh, that's not uh that's that's a pretty solid uh comparison and she's very like seems like she's dumb and is asking very weird questions but also like kind of like vexing the people that she's asking to the point where they're like oh that's a good point she's like "Mm, got you with that one (laughs) (laughs) um and I, I can't really do her justice. I don't really have any quotes pulled up or anything, but it's it's very funny and dry. Yeah, and, my, um, my favorite one. I don't. Did you watch Kunk on Earth? 
the Netflix. Uh, yeah, I watched one. all. I watched it all. Yeah. Um, when she's talking about religion, and she's like, "Would you would you say that Jesus was the first victim of cancel culture?" And <laughs> the woman's like, "Well, I don't know that you could really call cancel culture and you know Jesus's time." She goes, "No, no. Can you like turn to the camera and say Jesus was the first celebrity victim yeah, of cancel like, culture?" <laughs> I just need a sound bite. <laughs> Um, and also she's like usually interviewing like other British people that are very, very polite. And I feel like yeah. American people would be fed up with this and just be like, nope, you're not getting me to say that. But um, it's it's very, very funny stuff. Um, Kunk on Earth is on Netflix. Uh, Kunk on Britain, which is another five episode series that predates this one, uh, is on YouTube. And you can find the Shakespeare and Christmas special special uh, online. She might have a few others. There's random like she's done little random bits for, you know, other shows and things like that but um i'm enamored and i'm mad that this has been a character or a thing for like eight nine ten years and i didn't know about her because yeah. it's hilarious and it's right up my alley so if you haven't experienced it check it out and it's only kung on earth yet yeah, it's a five episode half hours you know each so just put, throw one on and, and check it out it's so funny what was the god i'm trying to remember some of the stuff she said well like philosophy is the is thinking about thinking, which is kind of the worst kind of thinking you can do. <laughs> like, <laughs> that kind of shit. Uh, but that's that's about what I've seen for yeah. television. Max, what about you? Sounds like I'll have to check that out. I think you'll like it. I think it's, yeah, it's very funny. It's the rise of the TMNT of <laughs> British. <laughs> uh... Uh, I, I finished up the Black Lady Sketch show, uh, seasons two through three. Uh, it's kind of interesting that they switch over to like whole, not whole new cast, but like the some of the mem the main members change uh, throughout the seasons, but stays consistently funny. I think it was a very good show. And then I also watched uh, the rest of Abbott Elementary season two, and uh, again, still still like it. I think that um, the Office format is a, like wears a little bit on me. Uh, the, like looking at the camera and pretending that like every single event that they have, uh, there's also a camera crew that's coming along with them when mm -hmm. they're like heading over to somebody's house, they bring the camera crew with them. And is that, uh, is that the setup kind of like the office or is it just like filmed that way? No, it's, it's meant to be a documentary. Oh, it yeah. is. Okay. Yeah. And it, like, it's funny that I, I, I didn't watch the office at the end, but like, does that documentary ever come out? <laughs> Yeah, like th that's what I'm thinking. Like this is they're going on for years. What kind of documentary are they they making here on these? Uh, yeah, I, don't, school teachers? I mean it's like Boyhood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that's a little bit weird. I don't think they need to be doing that, but I don't know if they'll ever uh, change that for Abbott Elementary at least. Uh, but it's still funny. Uh, I I really like. Um, no, I've heard very good things. Yeah, um, some some really good puns and stuff uh janice the main character goes to a hookah bar and says maybe i'll hook up tonight uh, <laughs> that's i think my favorite part is just like really dumb lines and mm -hmm. like she's she's such a nerd and uh yeah i don't know very funny person uh and then i watched the first episode of cleo which is like a uh a german Ms. cleo has a show new Ms. show cleo. <laughs> yeah uh you have to call call up and, and check you in. You have to call them. up now. Yeah. <laughs> um no, it's a it's a German killer in like 
back in the days of the Berlin Wall, right? As the Berlin Wall is coming down, she's on on one side killing on the other and then kind of like gets gets caught in in something, gets sent to jail. And um and then uh then they release all the political prisoners so she's out again and kind of tr- trying to figure out why she was sent uh to jail basically like by her grandfather and by her husband to be and all this other stuff so a lot of people turned on her at the end and she's trying to find out why mm. uh it's got a really cool like visual aesthetic to it like bright colors and and neat things happening some cool music in it um but like, I don't know. We'll, I don't know if it'll get better. But like, there's a miscarriage involved in it, and it really just seems like, like very much like they fridged a baby in it. Like if it mm. only only created the the baby so they could get rid of it. And like the scene that they do it is fairly awkward, where she just like starts a fight with another prisoner and then gets kicked right in the stomach and then she's on the ground and then the person who kicked her in the stomach just walks away. And it just like feels really weird. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Also, it's weird to see the German military um, ever after World War II, I guess. <laughs> uh, so it makes me uncomfortable. Anyways, that's all that I've seen. How about you, Andrew? Uh, I watched the first couple episodes of Not Dead Yet with uh, Gina Rodriguez. And it's a show where she's an obit writer. She gets re, she like her, like fiance leaves her, her life falls apart. She goes back to where she used to work, which was this newspaper, but the only job available was an obituary writer, which she feels is kind of beneath her. But she takes it anyways because she needs a job. <clears throat> and she ends up getting visited by the people who she's writing obituaries for. And so suddenly she becomes this like very successful obituary writer because it feels like, oh, she gets like the insight to these people. I thought the premise was going to be kind of bad. Like It's kind of one of those like, oh, you know, there's been a million TV shows with this kind of nah, premise. Yeah, the lovematic grandpa. We get it. <laughs> um, but I th- like there's a there's kind of a nice little twist on it towards the end of the first episode. That I was like, wow, this is actually pretty good. And like Gina Rodriguez, I think, is like. I, I think she's great and she's playing the role very well. So I, even though I was like kind of poised for it to be kind of cliche and corny and not very good, I, I kind of liked it. So, um, yeah, I say, give it a shot. It's pretty cute. Cool. Anyways, that will do it for TV. Let's talk about the movie that we all got together in separate places and not at the same time to watch let's talk about black panther wakanda forever that's right that is uh vertical horizon with the theme song to black panther wakanda forever forever off the album forever uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever, starring Letitia Wright, um, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, Dinah Gurna, Lupita Nyong'o, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Martin Freeman, um, the guy who played Namor. (laughs) 
whose name I, I can't forget. forget his I forget his name unfortunately. Yeah. What is it? Um, well, you know he's Namor now. He's Namor. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a Marvel nerd. Um, his name is I'll pull it up right now. Mabel 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 Kadana. Oh, okay. Oh, that's um, Namora. Excuse me. Why is she, she listed above Namor? Tanok Tanok Hereta Maja Magia. Anyways. Ow. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever before we get into this plot stuff would you guys recommend people go to Disney Plus and watch Black Panther Wakanda Forever yeah I would say people should watch it I think um, it's uh, I mean we'll get into it but it's had a big shoes to fill and um, I'm not sure it entirely succeeded but I still liked watching it and um, yeah I'll share share more of my thoughts but i do think people should should check it out max what about you yeah i think it's worth the watch and i kind of agree with robert like I, I don't know if it lived up to the first movie but uh it wasn't a it wasn't it i don't think it flopped uh like on its face and mm-hmm. didn't did nothing well i think it did some good stuff although it it, it is weird and it's it's not what you might be expecting from a sequel to it. I think they went mm-hmm. all in on fish people <laughs> that like could, could turn some people off to enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's worth watching as well. I have some, some uh, issues with it and, you know, I guess like those issues are kind of a systematic issue of Marvel phase four in general that have kind of plagued, almost everything with phase four that we can kind of get into. But um, yeah, I think it's a, it, yeah, it's a good movie. It's worth watching in terms of a worthy successor to black Panther. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not, but I'd still say it's worth watching and it's still good. Um, do we want to get right into plot stuff or do we want to talk about uh, plot stuff? Plot okay. stuff. I was going to say, maybe we could talk about some of the stuff that plagued this movie for, <laughs> production wise but we don't need to get into that stuff um sure i mean it's it's worth mentioning we can mention it during it too but i i do i mean covid timing definitely had a huge uh multiple uh problems with the film not just shooting it but uh some of the stars of it so yeah um so that's why the atlanteans had to wear masks when they were out of the water (laughs) covid doesn't exist underwater dude i mean i don't know if the plan was always to have them sort of have rebreathers but like that can't have been that definitely must have been a night, a very convenient thing to have to have on in the scene anyway, right? right. Like, right. It was probably all CG anyway. That probably wasn't actually. No, movie. maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Wait, they weren't blue either. <laughs> like your your ghost show. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the obvious um big story of this is that uh um Chadwick Boseman had passed away previous to this movie being filmed, and so. They start this movie with a a medical emergency. Like, we don't know. Like, there's clearly something is... There's a mysterious illness that has struck T'Challa. Shuri is trying to create the heart-shaped herb because she believes that can cure him. And in the midst of trying to recreate this thing, T'Challa dies. And so that's, like, the cold open of the movie. We don't get title screens. We don't get anything. We're just rushed into an emergency. And it's how they addressed... Uh, Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa passing away was just yeah. right off the bat letting you know that he passed away from mysterious illness which is 
you know, kind of how I think a lot of people felt about Chadwick Boseman's passing was just like, yeah. I didn't even know he was I, sick. I kind of feel like that's a, about as good as you can do because you don't want it to be like, I guess you could say like, oh, he went and like killed Thanos again before he died. Like you could try and do some weird in-universe thing, but like it just makes more sense to be like, tragic things still happen. Like, right. Not, they can't, they haven't solved all these issues, you know, in our world, let alone in Marvel's world. So that can still happen. I am kind of confused though. He... He had the last heart-shaped herb to become Black Panther again at the end of end of the last movie, mm-hmm. and so why is this new? Why is another one going to cure what's going on with him? There's is it a, just like another boost or there's something. A, there's or? a couple of um, like I think un unexplained retcons in this that I think are just like kind of like it feels a little bit like they're just um expecting you to look past it a little bit like that i think is a good question i also think like a few minutes later when um uh shuri is working on something and and her mom comes up to her and and they're talking about uh the ai that shuri has created Mm -hmm. and she goes i think these ais are gonna you know be a problem and take over the world and shuri goes no mom it's not like the movies this is the same universe where Ultron almost <laughs> destroyed the world. And just like, that was a, that was a very specific AI that almost destroyed the world. Like you'd think sure he could be, at least say like, no, no mom, we already had Ultron and I've created fail or something like that. Just to acknowledge there was a movie in the franchise. It also feels franchise. like a Marvel thing that they would want to name check that and be like, no, yeah, like, don't worry. I didn't make an Ultron. And she's like, okay. Cause they would have heard, they would have known Sokovia right. happened. I mean, they were at the Sokovia Accords. Mom, get on Disney Black plus Panther. and watch, Avengers Age of Ultron available now on Disney Plus. Like, it's in a- my watch list. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, the heart shaped herb makes a bit more sense to me because, like, he has this illness now, and it's possible that, like, it has a stacking effect, right? Like, introducing the, the it first, again would. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, it could yeah. be just as simple as that. I just wasn't sure if, like, if they had even just said, like, oh, we're trying to make a cure, but we can't find the right thing. But I guess later it, it ends up tying into like is it a different strain of vibranium kind of that's in uh, the Namor area? I think it's the same vibranium, I think it's the same, but I think yeah. it's a different type of herb plant. The, oh, it's it's yeah, almost the, like the vibranium land, a different place. Heart shaped herb came from in Africa. And then this one over near Mexico had a different spawn differently or whatever. Yeah. I think it, it basically is like, cause what? it lets all them live underwater and do crazy shit that you can't do from the other one. So yeah. All right. Asked and answered. Well, that was our episode. <laughs> uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, yeah, so it, we come back a year later. Everybody has kind of is still dealing with the grief of losing T'Challa. There's um, Ramonda is, you know, she's queen. And so she's the one who's kind of now the public face of Wakanda. We get like a um, it's like a UN meeting, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where she's telling them that she's closing the borders of Wakanda, like basically taking all the things that uh, T'Challa did and she's reversing it, which, you know, is not a huge plot point to these movies. And like, I, I don't know. It felt like a bit weird to just say like, I know what my son did and all that. We're not doing that anymore. But she's basically being prompted by the fact that uh, she's, they're being attacked from the outside. There are folks who are coming in and trying to, to she take them out and take what they want. Yeah. Also, by mm-hmm. uh, they very very specifically call out France as the country who's doing this, and apparently, uh, 
Uh, the foreign minister of up. France was not very happy about this portrayal of France, but if you look about France's history of doing stuff like this, it's uh, pretty checkered. So, yeah. Well, and also if you want to, um, also isn't the kicking guy from France? I'm surprised. Uh, what's his Batrock, face? The, the kicking leaper. guy, yeah, Batrock. <laughs> Batrock the Leaper. Um, they're in front of Ramonda was like, we all know of Batrock the Leaper. Okay? Everybody's like, all the right, kicker. Um, the kicker, kicker yeah, whatever. Batrock the kicker, uh, and his brother the Leaper. Um. <laughs> He can't kick though. It sucks. Yeah. Um, Jump in the air and just can't do anything with his legs. I was gonna after say that. like I wonder if Germany or France has ever or, uh, Germany or Russia has ever been mad about their representation in movies. <laughs> but I don't see oh, what well. would what would be uh, negative for, yeah. for them. Those are no, those are I don't know. to them positive portrayals. Um but yeah, he she does basically like own them and is like listen, like you are actively like right now in the middle of trying to steal something and then brings in all of their like tied up Marines and it's like you do anything like this again like we aren't gonna they're not gonna be walking in the door yeah so yeah. I, so i don't really understand how wakanda picks its rulers i thought their whole thing was you could you could rule the country as long as you could throw someone off a waterfall or something like that's how it went and they're that's like just we're, challenging we're... i think okay it it's it seems weird to me because it's it it's portrayed kind of as not a monarchy but then, like, the last five people have been from the exact same family every single time. Like, it was his dad first, then... Uh, it might be dynasties. It might be that kind of a thing. But how's, that is but a monarchy. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, well, it's just you have to be born if, into if it. Every time there is a new one elected or, like, the king is dead, so now Chachal's coming in, like, he was, like, went to the waterfall, and they're like, anyone want a challenge? And, and then only Umbaku did. So I feel like any of the so other did, tribes could challenge. So did Umbaku just decide not to fight Ramonda? I mean, come on. Of course he didn't. Like, I think he was like, out of respect, was like, I'm not going to challenge her on the throne right now. Yet. But as we see later, who knows? So at the very near the very end. Yeah. Um. So we get a shot of uh, um, Lake Bell on a... <laughs> This is the weirdest. It was a weird casting. Lake Bell, uh, comedic. I mean, I'm glad she was, was in something, but I was like, she's going to be in the MCU, and it's like, oh, no, she's not. All right, <laughs> not for very long. Um, we get a shot of a. They're on a, a carrier, so they're they fa- they have developed a vibranium detector, and they have found a bunch of vibranium underwater. And as you said, I believe uh, Talocan is near Mexico, right? Yes, and so off they, the coast of they are getting attacked from underwater, and they assume it's the Wakandans. I think just because of the vibranium connection, like if there's vibranium, they're around, and they they also claim that they're the only ones who have vibranium. So I guess I do. Like, I do agree that it's weird to be like, huh? They don't ever attack through from underwater, and these aren't Wakandans. We but, are not e- like, near Wakanda either. Like, I, was, I don't think there's like witnesses, right? Like when yeah. they show up, they're like, "Okay, vibranium. We tried to find vibranium, and people attacked us. It's got to be them, right?" So, and they've never also seen happen- these people before. So. It also happens right after uh, the the Senate the thing or whatever. Yeah, where the true. UN thing where she says, "Like, come after us, we'll get pay you. more attention." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I did. That's not a that's not a bad point to make, but I think that is probably the confusion. It's like they don't even have a reference for these Talokanians or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it wouldn't be like, uh, hey, we're being attacked. This must be Atlanteans. This must be underwater. They're people like, shut up. We Talokan. haven't introduced them yet. We can't call them that. That's the other people. It says right here in the script though that it's shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, 
So the the Talokans attack and they kill off everybody on the ship. They also introduce this like a this, horror movie. This they, part, yeah, it's where they're a, like singing and their people are jumping to their deaths. Like, look, we reviewed this movie already. We've seen the happening, and it was <laughs> the trees that did it. Then now it's these fucking Talokans. Like now the water. We're nobody safe. The water's attacking us, and the trees. Like, where can we go? Um. So they kill off everybody Arizona. either through. We could go to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> good we'll point. Good this. point. Um, they either walk off the boat or they get killed by the Talokans. Um, and so they blame Wakanda for it because, again, of the uh, proximity to the vibranium. Uh, we Shuri and uh, Okoye go to America. And they are, because they're trying to find the person who developed, or, so, excuse me, Ramonda and Shuri get um, in an altercation with Namor. Namor tells them that there is a scientist that they want who developed the vibranium detector, and in order for them to have peace with Talokan, uh, they must bring him the scientist. Yeah. So, Shuri and Okoye go to meet Everett Ross to find out who the scientist is. They find out it's this girl at MIT named Riri Williams. They go to call to, to MIT to like get her. There's a pretty fun scene where she's like, Oh shit, you're, you're princess Shuri. What do you, uh, what do you guys think of Riri? I don't, she's underutilized. I think like mm. she's, she gets like, I think like the introduction to her is fun. And then she's very yeah. quickly benched. I, I like her intro. And then I think like, I, unfortunately the stuff where she's actually in her suit and flying around, I'm like, it just doesn't feel, and especially since, you know, it just filmed her face and it's just, you know, the CG flying around. Her out, her outfit looks like garbage to that. Like I uh, do that, not like that. Iron Man, outfit. I hope Iron they have, I mean, they have to be changing it for the show. Is it a show or a movie now? I forget. Show. Did they upgrade it to a movie? I think it's a show still. Hmm. Um, well, there's two yeah. things. There's iron wars, there's armor wars and then iron armor Heart. wars and then iron heart. Uh, but yeah, I feel like the beginning and the end of the movie, there's like little par- there's parts with her where I'm like, cool, I'm I'm digging you. And then like the, it's all the stuff when she's actually like doing the hero stuff. Where I was like, what's going on? I can't. It, it just it felt way more disconnected. So I here's I think also go ahead, Max. Sorry. I think motiv- motivations also get really muddled with her involved because they're like, bring her to me. Right. And then eventually they do go uh, end up in in Paolo Khan or whatever. And um and then they're like, okay, we're going to kill her. And, and Shuri's like, no, you're not. You're just going to kill a lot of my people. Instead, <laughs> we're going to have a huge war. Uh, I'll sacrifice my people for this uh, one girl because I don't want her to die. Um, and, and like, they're also like, we're totally willing to let you and your mom know everything that's going on. But we do not trust this girl, maybe because she's not like Wakandan therefore she doesn't have a history of trying to hide her country or something like that but it's just weird that she's there also like she can't live there for the rest of her life or anything like that they just have to kill her for making uh some technology it also it also sort of had the like very conveniently lazy villain thing of like keeping her like if you want to kill her they had plenty of opportunities to kill her. And instead mm-hmm. it's just like, allow me to unveil my plot to you while the, the plot device is sitting in like a very compromised position, which is in their, like in their detention center. Like there, she's in jail with Talokan. Un- 
Except Underwater. like water. Yeah. They, they didn't even have to like do much to kill her. Just, uh, you know, drown her, let the, let the water <laughs> yeah. rise. It's just like, uh, um, it was like, it, it was very much like, yeah, I could kill her now, but instead I'm going to get your tacit permission for me to kill her is sort of like what that scene plays out as. Mm-hmm. And it just felt like if, if the whole crux of this is that you want to kill Riri Williams, you have her in your capture. The, you, well, the other conversation they have, and this is maybe a little bit later, is uh, Shiri and Namor have a conversation. And he's basically like, eventually the world is going to come for you guys. And when they do, if we're allies, we we could repel that. And in fact, we should attack them first and make sure that we will be forever safe. And she's like, I'm not willing to to go to war against the whole world. But it also is like, and this girl's life is worth all that. And it just feels like... Obviously, it's like the hero thing to do is to yes keep her alive, but it it's it's a weird it's a weird but vibe. Then, like also immediately after that, she's like, "I am unwilling to let this life be lost." And then she's like, "But I do need to kill everyone in your society because like I'm pissed about my brother." <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> I know. Probably conveniently, no one gets killed in these situations. But like when they're escaping earlier, and um, Riri's like flying in her kind of like junkier version of her suit. And she's like, I'm clearing a path for you on the bridge. And then like bombs, like three police cars. And I was like, holy fuck. I was like, did you just kill a bunch of people? Because also like those people were pretty innocent. They haven't done anything wrong. Well, well I mean, they're, they're cops. cops but yeah. um, but maybe there was an innocent guy in the back seat. Oh, accused. yeah. A person who was arrested for jaywalking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The So that brings up a thing that I did want to bring up about this, this movie. And I think phase four in general which is that marvel is overworking and underappreciating their vfx department mm-hmm. and it's starting to the cracks are starting to show and <clears throat> there's a lot of it's not just the visual stuff like the like riri suit looked like shit like it just really looked, did. it looked really bad and there's a couple of like effects in this movie that just look really bad and it's just like that that's the sort of stuff where like because Marvel sets these deadlines and they want like a movie out every quarter or something, that's where like this, like, you know, and I, I think it's starting to show in like the quality of these movies too, where it's just like, there used to be a time mm. where like not every Marvel movie was a fucking hit, you know, like Thor, the dark world is not very good. You know, there's a, bu- there's scattered around. There's like a couple of those and it's now starting to feel, and I think this is a good movie. Like, don't get me wrong. But I think within phase four, there have been more misses than hits. Mm-hmm. And I think majority of those are in the movies. Like, I know a lot of people are, like, really down on the TV shows. But I kind of feel like without the TV shows, I feel like phase four would be worse off. And I feel like they're, you know, the the public thing is that they've been overworking and underpaying and, and you know, the VFX department. But, like, it feels like now, like, now that there's just so many balls in the air and so many things that they're juggling it just kind of feels like there's a little bit of like quality control that's getting out of control too they need to somehow dial it back in general like it's too much i and this is like coming from like people who are fans feel the fatigue like it's we, not yeah. fun to feel like stuff is homework it's not fun to be like oh if i didn't watch this show i'm not gonna go who, who this guy is and these things started with like do you remember when like the iron man trailer came out and it was like so fucking sick to see like iron man dodge a tank round and then like shoot it and yeah. it blows up and I was like this looks incredible and like that that those times he was also in part of a suit so there was CG around it and it looked just more blended together 
it just feels like they're resting on their laurels as far as like, well, you'll come and watch it because you want to know what happens if or if Moon Knight shows up in the next uh, show right. with this guy. And it's like, I do want to see kind of, but also like, can you make it look good or like give the people time to make it look good and don't work them to the bone? Like, I, yeah, I stupid. I think to some extent it's difficult. Like Iron Man, you expect it, right? You know, okay, he's going to dodge the tank round and he's going to shoot the uh, the energy beam. But then you're like, do I, how much do I really want to see Namor's little feet wings flap around yeah. to make him fly? It, it's I didn't just think they like looked a, bad, and I'm kind of glad they kept the feet wings because that's like just I'm like glad, a I'm glad they did to too. But that's like that's something that is going to come across silly no matter what. I, like I don't I don't know how they could have done that. I think they should have eliminated the entire scene where they're in Talocon. I think like it looked it didn't look mm-hmm. good. Like I, I was think disappointed like by Talocon. I want if if you're gonna go to Talocon, I feel like you need to do more. And if you're not gonna do more and like show the city, instead you just the get Namor. like. um like you just you're just seeing like them in like a fucking like you know uh leticia right in a suit and like cgi namor and like and you're getting these like dark shots because like the the visual effects are not finished and it's not good and so if that's the case like you know they just kind of swim around and then they go back to the original like cave setting and just like i feel like they could have cut out that entire section I will say that. Well, I mean, they have to have like the Wakanda proxy. They have to be like, look, we also had this big, crazy city underwater, but it didn't look nearly as cool. It was weird that he's like, I used uh, vibranium to make like a, a sun underwater for them. And it's like, how? And what what else can you do with it? Like, what? Well, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I wanted if to know. You, if you created a vibranium sun, then why why wasn't this scene lit? <laughs> I will say this, and this is not a compliment, unfortunately. I mean, well, it looked, I could see much more and see more details. And like, I was like, oh, I actually didn't catch that. Like on the Disney plus version than I did in the theater. Yeah. The theater one was way too dark Yep, and it was way murkier. And this one, I was like, oh, okay. They have, there's like weird red lights in it, but it doesn't look like lights, like, you know, manufactured. I I didn't know what they were. They go through this like tunnel and I was like, so they did, they have other colors of vibranium light what is the i i just didn't i it guess didn't also seem, like it didn't seem like a cool place to I, to live it, it seemed it, like why why are you saving this everyone's just kind of like i don't know i also just didn't expect that they wouldn't be like technological at all mm-hmm. like it was mm-hmm. just odd to me especially since especially if they can I build guess, a vibranium sun <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i i understand I like the idea that like they kind of sank under the ocean in that state from the 1500s or whatever, and kind of more or less stayed that way while adding vibranium, whatever. But I don't know. It's after seeing Aquaman, which isn't the greatest movie on earth, but like what a crazy bright, mm-hmm. you know, city of Atlantis with multiple regions and weird stuff going on. Like, and I thought it looked, <laughs> it, it looked pretty good. At least I thought I remembered. I thought right. it did. Um, so it was just kind of frustrating and I don't want it to be the exact same thing but so it's almost like i appreciate the take and what they're going for and and doing that aesthetic but it just really left me flat i don't know yeah and like i i assume that so much of the vfx time and effort went into like trying to render like something of like just at least a little bit presentable and if that's the case like i wish their time had went into something that like they were going to put more time into you know like mm-hmm. like storytelling wise like i feel like the whole like 
him, you know, doing his monologue about, you know, like why the, the surface world is evil and all this stuff, they could have just told in the cave. And so like having like a half-assed Talo Khan, it just like, I'd rather they put that effort into like the fight scene at the end or something where it's just like, or, or, or like, I mean, I don't want to be away from Wakanda more because it's such a fun, I love yeah. the way it looks. I think it's a really well-designed looking city. But, like, you should give that kind of love to that, too. Yeah. And it feels like the swim through in that first time, like, it didn't have... Remember when you get to Wakanda in Black Panther, she's like, we're home. And it, like, opens up and it's like... And you see it stretch out in front of you and you're just like, holy fuck, this looks great. I'm sure none of it is real, but, like, what a cool design and, like, the, the kind of roofs and, like, there's greenery everywhere and the maglev and you're just like, damn, this is a great design. And Talakan just like, this city's yeah. underwater. We've got some lights. They still play the rock ball thing. That's it. Like, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Some of that seemed so ridiculous. Like these guys are stunted. These guys like have not progressed in any way. They've like got vibranium, but they're not using it, but they, they do in certain ways. Like they, they have, I, I don't know. It really didn't seem like I un- understood what uh, their place was supposed to be by the end yeah. of that. And I yeah. think you're right, Andrew, like showing it, did it more of a disservice if you just explained yeah it's a great place and we need to save it it would have been better than showing it and you're like do you really i feel like you can't not show it but it it deserved more or just like if you're gonna do so little just have it be like little like almost like he's he's explaining it and you kind of see shots of what he's explaining versus like the big sweeping shot of, of like a barely rendered you know underwater city just like you know, he can say like, oh, the kids, you know, here and the school here and all this stuff. You just kind of see shots of it. And it's just funny. Like, he's like, he's in a cave with her and he's like, <clears throat> uh, he's like, and Talokan, it's just over that hill. <laughs> Maybe you'll see it. Someday. Which hill? <laughs> that one right over there. Anyways. Um, so back to the movie, back to the plot. Um, Shuri and Ribi get kidnapped by the Talokans and they get taken down there. And um, Nakia... We get reintroduced to Nakia. She's living in Haiti. And so she's tasked with going into Talokan to rescue them. She pulls them out. And then Namor and the Talokans invade Wakanda. There's a big attack scene. And this is when Ramona gets killed, <clears throat> saving Riri. I wasn't um, expecting this. So that this, was a this is also like me in theater. Like the way that they present her body when she drowned is like shocking. Like she's like, mm-hmm. like under like her head's still under the water. It's just like it's really kind of horror. Like it's scary looking. But um, she was saving Riri, so she Riri gets saved. She gets resuscitated, but Ramona does not. Or Ramonda, sorry, she does not. And so now Shuri has lost her brother and her mother within a year. And so now she's fueled with vengeance. She manages to create up to, what was it, 95 or 97% certainty, the heart-shaped herb. Yeah, using the, the little pieces of the necklace from, from Talakon. And so she creates the heart-shaped herb. She'd spent the entire movie saying that she doesn't believe in the like the spirit realm. So when she does take the heart-shaped herb, you think she's going to be visited. The entire movie is basically like, her mother says that she was visited by uh, by T'Challa. Her ancestors, and, yeah. And so she thinks she's going to be visited by her brother, but instead she is visited by Killmonger, a surprise cameo from Michael B. Jordan. And <clears throat> you can kind of tell that she's being visited by him because she's fueled by vengeance. Like, she's not there to do the right thing. She's 
she wants to get the powers of the Black Panther to fucking kill Namor. And so he's basically feeding into her rage and tells her not to do the right thing and, you know, don't do things T'Challa's way. So she does get the powers. She gets the suit. She tells, you know, all of Wakanda that they're going to take the fight to Namor and the Talokans. So they bait them out into a fight. They get into this big, uh, big ship that has one sonic vibrator. I don't know if you if you know mm-hmm. that that's their weakness. Why outfit the ship with one <laughs> sonic deflector, or have or only have one ship, or not like backup ships or right. something? I I didn't like this. Was obvious a very obvious like we have to be on a set and then impose that somewhere else. Like I didn't like this setting for like a big the big fight. Yeah, and I don't want to like. In universe, I don't want to see like them in the middle of Wakanda, like killing more innocent people and stuff. But like, it would definitely make for a more interesting backdrop. Yeah, I feel like they were like, "How do we get the water people staying in the water, and but also fighting the Wakandans, but not in Wakanda?" And it's like, I guess they're on this giant sea panther it, ship. I don't know. It also like it felt to me this this particular scene because one, you have one ship with only one sonic thing that they can easily destroy. It mm-hmm. felt like this this. uh country that is known for its superior technology and science and you know all this stuff made a fucking dumb tactical error which is to fight the talokans on water surrounded Mm -hmm. by water and to have one piece of thing that is the defense from them getting on your ship that one of them just swims right through the through the thing and just jabs her spear into it it's just like that was it like that's i mean the other thing that they kind of mention is like there's so many innocent people in Wakanda that they move them all to the mountains with the Jabari tribe. And they're like, we can't afford to have like, even if like that would be the ideal setting for the Wakandans to fight in, it would be horrible for all the civilians. So like they're moving them all anyway. And it just seems like they're kind of like giving up that space temporarily, but it is like frustrating just from a, like, especially when it's like Namor's actual weaknesses. Like once he's out of the water too long and dries out, like they're done for more so for, his other people that aren't like the uber mutant like he is. And he does name check that, right? He it's does the say first. Yeah. I believe this is yeah. the one, of the first, if not the first time that mutant is Marvel's a loot, like said a mutation, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. right? You're right. At the end. And he's like, there's some sort of mutation or with you. And then it was like, but <laughs> I'm glad that they did say mutant. Uh, um, and yeah, it was just kind of an annoying. This was another frustration for me, where like this fight scene just didn't do it for me. It was it, it was just a weird. Climax. It was too much. Like there was too much. Like you know, again, uh, they get Namor into like a a ship that has a bunch of like heating vents that like prevent him mm-hmm. from getting like rehydrated. But he has a spear made of vibranium that he just like tears the ship apart. So it's like, did they not think about like that? He's just gonna be like, well, fuck you, and just like mm-hmm. cut the ship to pieces. It's just like. I, I appreciate the thought of a, you know, dehydrator, but like, what about his weapon? You know, like you just like, there's just sure. so much like, I don't know. It like, it felt like it, this was in particular, like a disservice to the Wakandans. Like, it's just like, nobody thought of this shit. Like one Sonic deflector, one ship that like the vibranium can I destroy. I guess you could argue that Shiri, who makes all their tech was more than distracted in a rage. for the yeah in a rage and more than distracted yeah i do we didn't go back to or maybe we did mention but when she takes the herb she has uh a vision but she sees killmonger i said that mentioned yeah yes yeah sorry but um i just really loved seeing him again i'd like that scene a lot because it was much more interesting to me to have him show up and then be like mm, you didn't want to see me like 
this is the path you're on and like yeah right. go get your revenge i just thought that was good sorry yeah. if that was that's I, okay i spaced on that um so they have this their fight scene on the on the carrier and then uh excuse me namor and shuri fight on a beach um after he destroys the ship and like he runs her through with a spear and then mm-hmm. she just cuts it in half and then like pulls herself off and she's fine the suit seals up but i don't know if it's doing anything medically for her but i I have no idea um so she cuts him off he's drying up and she just beats the shit out of him and then she makes him yield she Mm -hmm. finally sees her mother at least like ramonda shows up and says show him who you are and she tells him to yield and then she will let uh, she will use Wakanda to protect Talokan and their secret from the rest of the world. And so he yields. The The two sides stop fighting. And there is tentative peace between the Talokans and Wakanda at this point. And so but, uh, he does establish to his cousin, like, hey, listen, now we're allies. And the next time something happens, like they'll, you know, we will be there and we can always take advantage if we need right. to. Also the, his cousin cleverly named Namora. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get a shot of, um, Nakia back in Haiti. She welcomes Shuri back. Or also we got, as you alluded to earlier, Mbaku kind of challenges for the throne of Wakanda. Yeah. You just see him walk up on the water ball. He's like, Hey, I'm here. And, but we don't know what happens. I yeah. don't know if that it's going to be like next movie. He's King of Wakanda, but yeah. Um, so Shuri goes to the beach in Haiti. She's going to, uh, you know, memorialize her brother. And then Nakia walks up with a little boy and she says, this is my son. And she tells him this is also the son of T'Challa. And I forget his, and his, his name is T'Challa. Yeah. His, his French name is something else, but his real name is T'Challa. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think like the, the, the thing that I was like, when I went into this movie, I was like, man, I bet this is going to be like a super emotional movie. And I don't think any of that really hit until this scene where you like, she sees scenes of her and Chadwick, you know, like doing like the brother and sister stuff. And I was like, that's the first time in this movie. And this movie is like two, really? two hours and 40 minutes long. And it, you know, like, and it is like, it's an entire movie that is grieving for Chadwick Boseman. But like, that was the first time where I was like emotionally, finally this movie hit. It did hit that for me, but I would say the other times are a bit when Ramonda died. But before that, the like all purple Marvel logo, I was like tying. I was like, yeah, a little bit because I was like, it was very sweet. And it was just you remembered the images that he's already in, but it was all just him. Yeah. And it was that was very sweet. And then obviously, even though it's all off camera, the the starting is pretty devastating. It's just because like you're waiting to see how they're going to handle it. And it's just kind of like as tragic and out of nowhere as real life. Yeah. So, but I, I agree though. The ending was a much better, like that was like a great way to like insinuate that he's continuing on, you know, through this child. Yeah. So. I feel like this movie could have used more Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, yep. Absolutely. Al- yeah. Almost should have been black Panther. Yeah. I almost? agree. Yeah. I, I, I think, I, I mean, so. like, honestly, I think the, the biggest fault of this movie or not the fault, but maybe like the weakest point of this movie is that I just don't think Letitia Wright carries this movie very well. Like Letitia I, wrong for the role. Whoa. <laughs> I thought she was no, but I'm I, like putting the personal stuff aside. I thought she was a better, like, like a sidekick for black Panther and like a character yeah. that would still be in the Marvel universe, but not like the black Panther, not, I'd, 
not yeah. this lead role like this. I, I also don't think they gave her bad motivations where you couldn't really side with her. Yeah, she is uh, kind of unlikable for, for majority of the movie, which is just that mm-hmm. she's trying to get she's getting revenge in the wrong way, or she's like, mo- yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I I think like unfortunately, yeah, I, either her motivations or just her as an actress, I just don't like, and I'm not trying to denigrate her as an actor. I think that she's a good actor in terms of acting, but I think that Shuri, the character and whatever the motivations, it just was not the right thing for the main character of this movie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, any final thoughts before we head out? No, I think, like I said, up the top, I think people should check it out and judge for themselves. I think it had the impossible task of memorializing the former star of the other movie and setting up a new hero, working within Disney's machine of setting up other movies and connecting to yeah. the other characters D- during COVID, you know, just the pressure of making like a better script and story and stuff. I, again, I don't think they succeeded, but I think it was an admirable attempt. And um, I don't know. I hope, I hope when there's another outing or these characters show up in something else, it'll be uh, better served because yeah. yeah, it just had, it had a lot going against it. And I guess, Despite that, it still exceeded my expectations in some ways and, you know, didn't reach the heights of the original Black Panther or other Marvel projects and others. Yeah. So, Max, what yeah. about you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Give it a give it a shot. I think it's uh, I'm, I'm I was happy to see Namor and the Atlanteans and stuff, but uh, it was a little goofy how it came off. I think they didn't really have it, it fully developed. Um but I am glad that they stuck with his little uh, green underwear and, and flying feet. Yeah. Uh, they apparently CG'd his uh, his bulge down a bit. That's what I heard shots. too. Is he's got a he's packing a he's packing some heat down low and, and like I feel like if they're calling out America uh, Captain America's ass, they should let a little, a let, little him, let him have a let him have a meat stick down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was actually uh, Chris Evans was the one who made that call and said, shrink, shrink that thing. <laughs> I'm the only one allowed to have big ass. appendages. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyways, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.